everybody, and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm joined by the one and only Allison Aletha. Al, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Once again, this weekend went by way too fast, and I'm annoyed by that. But otherwise, I'm doing pretty, pretty good. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Uh, yeah, every weekend goes by too quickly i'm afraid and i've been like podcasting all weekend it seems like and like Mm -hmm. long shows so um yeah i feel like this week has kind of been a blur i did like a like a two-hour omega metroid episode on monday i did a two-hour virtual theater episode on friday and i'm gonna do a quick plug here al i was a guest on uh, a friend of the show named russ Uh, he has a podcast called tomes of evil and it's a pretty cool gimmick, actually. We he picks a uh, a comic book villain and kind of analyzes their their origins, some of the signature stories from their run. And uh, I think a lot of people listening to this podcast know this, but I'm like a big comic book geek too. So um, he he asked if I would come on the show, and and I did. And uh, we we talked about Sinestro from Green Lantern for almost two hours yesterday, which was really fun, actually, Allison. Are you a, a Green Lantern fan at all? I'm not huge on DC, so I I mean it's okay, and I'm I'm good with it, but I don't know very much about it. Right, that, that's that's kind of actually why I picked Sinestro because I I feel like not a lot of people are like super uh, up to date on their DC hero or villains rather, aside from maybe like the Batman ones that everybody knows. So Sinestro was a cool dude. Uh, we talked for like two hours about this guy we also talked some wrestling we talked some metroid so uh if any of you guys are uh, are comic heads out there and, and want to check that out i would definitely recommend doing so russ was a great host a good guy uh, and you can find him at tomes of evil pod so um yeah check him out it was a good time that's awesome i i always like talking about villains because i feel like they're sometimes more interesting than the heroes so that's cool yeah yeah and um sinestro is one of the he's so as an analogy, he I would say he's like the Magneto of the DC universe, where like okay. you can, if you look at it from the right perspective, what he's doing isn't wrong. It's just kind of like one of those things, like do the ends justify the means? And he's very much that yeah. type of villain. Really, really cool. Really, very fascinating. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and that episode is live. So anybody listening to this uh, that for whatever reason wants to hear my voice even more times in a week than you already do, <laughs> uh, you can go and, uh, and check that out. Um, but Allison, I guess uh, while we're shilling, we should also start shilling for Musical March Madness. Tell everybody. Yes, Musical March Madness. What is this, the third year? Fourth year? Third? I, we've been doing yeah, it for a while. That's the point. <laughs> third year. Sorry, you, okay. ca- you caught me mid-coffee gulp. I, th- I thought I had a second, but... <laughs> Um, so every, this is a yearly thing that we do over on ZillaDungeon.net where we have, um, these rankings kind of, of, I'm not huge on the madness part of it, but like you rank the music that you think is going to win in the end. And I, I mean, obviously we've had what Midna's Lament win and, uh, Ballad uh, of the no, Goddess actually, win. No, actually not yet. Really? Oh, yeah, I thought yet. for sure. Okay. Well, so you know. it was it was Gerudo Valley and then Dragon Roost Island. Oh, that's were right. The, uh, the winners. That's right. Okay, and then and then last year, that was that Dragon Roost or yeah, that was Dragon oh, Roost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So Battle of the Goddess hasn't won, which is like a huge a, uh, a damn shame. disappointment. Anyways, um, uh, from what I can tell, the, the brackets look kind of challenging this year and interesting, so that'll be fun. However, Andy and I are a little miffed because a song of ours is not on there. <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about this next week because actually next right. week we're going to... Uh, we're going to fill out our own Musical March Madness bracket. Actually, we probably should have done it this week before the contest actually starts, but I, whatever. We'll just do it next week. Um, so, yeah, we uh, you, you can predict the bracket just like you would for like a, a regular March Madness basketball uh, tournament. So go over and do that uh, and just, uh, you know, prove that you know what Zelda fans like in terms of music. And you will get the ultimate bragging rights for doing so. You can head over to the site and you can fill out um, a bracket. And uh, it's going to be hotly contested this year. And you know what? This is the first year where uh, I I didn't have any hand at putting together the bracket or anything like that. So we're going to see how this goes and, uh, you know, see how competitive it it actually is. And I'm I'm excited to just kind of watch it unfold, mostly as a spectator this year. So looking forward to that. And yeah, we're going to be talking um, a lot about this next week but i think that we should uh stop shilling and maybe get to business here allison and talk about what we're here for this week it feels like surprisingly it feels like a long time since we have talked about breath of the wild 2 in depth i mean we we touched on it in our nintendo direct episode where um ega noma has basically said like we're not going to show it to you now but you will see it later so in my mind, I'm thinking like, all right, we're probably going to get this around E3 time, if E3 is even a thing this year. But you know what? I, I feel like we haven't talked about it in a while. Let's just have some fun and let's let's just shoot from the hip and talk about predictions for the game, things that we think will happen for this game. And maybe uh, maybe in a year or two years, we can we can come back and revisit and see how either right or horribly, horribly wrong we were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Actually, that is kind of surprising. It, it, I realize that it's been a really long time since I've talked about like what I think is going to happen Breath of the Wild 2, but that's because it's almost been two years since we've seen any content on it. So, yep. yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, there's only, uh, there's only so much you can talk about from one two-minute trailer from... Mm-hmm. summer 2019 like that just hit me it's been two years like that's just that's and four years for breath of the wild just the other day and it's just like yes time flies man yeah and um it it feels like even longer since we saw that trailer because because like last year was like 20 years lumped into one actually here's a quick story i um i was on facebook and a facebook memory popped up from I think like either the very beginning or the very end of uh, of March or February, and it was me and my friends out at a sports bar celebrating one of my friends that moved to Texas, and I was like flabbergasted that this took place in like 2020. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it because I was like, this feels like it took place like a decade ago. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Last year has definitely been like a stretch of time. And surprisingly, this year is going by so fast. It's already been, like, a year, um, not to, like, harp on anything negative, but it's already been a year since, like, we all went home from work for myself. So I haven't seen my whole team in a year, which is insane. But, you know, we make do. There are positive things that come out of it. We are able to work, which is awesome. And 
that makes me think that they've been able to work on Breath of the Wild too this whole time as well. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess Allison, let's just uh, let's just get it started here. Let's let's fire off some predictions, and of course, we want you guys listening to uh, to let us know over on Twitter, over on Discord, over on Facebook what you think of our predictions. Do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Um, I want you to start. I wonder if our lists will be kind of similar, actually. So you go first. Okay. Prediction numero uno, Allison. This game, as you just mentioned, Breath of the Wild, came out four years ago. I predict this game comes out on the five-year anniversary of Breath of the Wild in March 2022. Maybe not on the exact day, because I think it'll come out on a Friday, but I think it'll come out in and around that time period. You heard it here. It's coming out March 2022. What do you think of that? I think that's really uh, interesting, and I'm actually, I I would agree with that, because I remember when the trailer dropped, um, what was that, 2018? And I was thinking to myself, you know, Majora's Mask came out two years after Ocarina of Time. And that's because they were using the same engine. And I feel like they're using the same engine for Breath of the Wild 2 as they did in Breath of the Wild. So why wouldn't it just come out just as quickly? And right. and then it didn't come out in 2019. And and then 2020 happened. So um, I feel like that's that's a pretty decent amount of time. Like for considering what they're what tools they're probably using. And I think maybe the reason it's taking this long is they're they're thinking about it and they're like breath of the wild was so good we gotta we gotta up it get it up there like we gotta you know cross over the bar that we've set for ourselves so maybe maybe five years but i'm wondering if it's going to be a late 2022 release instead instead of like march see i think that the i i feel pretty confident about this date because i think that the pokemon direct that we just saw rules out breath of the wild for 2021 because um, yeah. typically, like your your big game is is gonna come out before Black Friday, and uh, that that's kind of like the slot where we've historically seen like the the big like the Age of Calamity or like Pokemon Sword and Shield or uh, I can't remember what they had the year before maybe Mario Odyssey or something like that. But what whatever, that's when like the big heavy hitter typically comes out. There's usually one in the summer. There's usually one in Black Friday kind of time period and. When they announced that the Diamond and Pearl remakes were coming out in November of 2021, I was like, okay, well, that obviously we're not going to get Breath of the Wild 2 in that time period, I don't think. Yeah, makes sense. Plus, you have, we have like a good solid amount of Zelda content coming out this year. So you've got the two DLCs for Age of Calamity, which go through November. And then you have uh, Skyward Sword HD in July. So I definitely don't think it's coming out this year. So I would agree with you that that's a pretty solid plan in March 2022. I actually, and maybe that's even optimistic, because I I could see this being like the big holiday game for 2022, like November 2022. But then, like, I I just wonder if, um, like, so we know that they're going to show it this year. And presumably, mm-hmm. maybe I'm just like assuming something out of nothing here, but presumably I'm in my head. It's just like, it makes sense that we would see it around E3 or like that time. So if they announce that, then, you know, fast forward a year. So we're in um, July, 2022, and there's still like five more months on top of that. That just, that seems like 
a long time from like what we're what we're hoping and expecting is like kind of a, a pulling back the curtains on this game until it actually comes out. You know so, what? I, you know what? I think March twenty twenty two. Let me let me use this as a segue to my prediction. Um, my All right, prediction let's do it. is that we're not going to see Breath of the Wild two at E three. I think that they're going to talk about um, Age of Calamity, the first DLC, and Skyward Sword HD at E three, and then. Um, I think we're going to hear about Breath of the Wild 2 in September. Like, late August, September, maybe early October. And that'll give the six-month window for, you know, um, marketing the game to have it come out in March. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I uh, I could see that. I think for me, I just like a li- I, I like that nine months rather than the six months. E- even though, like, for... You know, Breath of the Wild 2 is probably just going to sell itself, right? Like, it doesn't yeah. need a whole lot of uh, oomph behind it. But I, I do like to see a little bit of a longer hype train. Because let's just say that in September, they they finally show a trailer. We finally get the name. We finally get the details of what it is. It's not really a, a long time to, to get that going. Although, I mean... I, I, hey, look at Age of Calamity. Yeah, that wasn't was a long time either, so... Yeah. I was just thinking of that. And it's actually interesting because, like, when back in the day when we got this, the, the trailer release for Breath of the Wild 2, I figured that that's what they would have been working on. I mean, obviously, they had some work on it, but I remember them hiring for for their Zelda team, like, late 2017 and early 2018. And that's what I thought they were working on. But now I'm like, no, they've had, you know, um,. Link's Awakening remake come out since then. They've had Age of Calamity come out since then. So, like, at this whole time I thought they've been working on Breath of the Wild 2, but I don't think it's as much as we thought it was. So, I, it kind of just makes me wonder that they'll need the, the six to nine months, as you're saying, to market it, but, like, they'll also need that time to work on it. You know what I mean? I can see that. Um Okay, well, I'm going to use that as a segue myself into okay. my next prediction here. And this is kind of like, this might not be a groundbreaking prediction to anybody here, but I think that um, for a lot of people, we kind of looked at this sequel and, and assumed it was going to be like the Majora's Mask to Breath of mm-hmm. the Wild's Ocarina of Time, and that it's very similar, similar assets, similar kind of world, like, like just kind of a, a mirror image of that game. My prediction is that Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be substantially different from Breath of the Wild uh, in terms of the world, in terms of some gameplay mechanics, um, but particularly the world. I think that it's probably going to reuse some assets for sure, but I think that if if they weren't doing something that is radically different this game would have been out already and and i know that you have to factor in the pandemic and and delays in that but even still like like five years between a mainline zelda game like i want to go back and look at ocarina of time to majora's mask is two years majora's mask to wind waker is three years wind waker to twilight princess is three years and then twilight princess to skyward sword was five years so that that has the biggest jump from Twilight Princess to Skyward Sword, and in that time they like completely built a new engine with the new sword mechanics and and whatever, right? So I I'm thinking that there has to be a reason that this game is been delayed as long as it is. Obviously, taking the pandemic out, I think that something is going to be radically different that caused them to 
like work on this longer and not have it out to the public sooner. Yeah, that would make sense to me actually. And um, I I, th- I think one of the differences uh, here's my next prediction is that it's gonna. A lot of people are worried that they're gonna reuse the map, and I don't th- think that they will. Maybe they will in the first like little bit before they set the story and the tone because I would like to see like this is kind of one of my hopes uh, I would like to see them rebuilding Hyrule and kind of explore it just a little bit before you know uh, stuff hits the fan and we're all of a sudden in a different world I think we're going to be in a different world or area but it's not going to be as big as Hyrule because I feel like they had such a focus on exploration in Breath of the Wild that they're not going to do that again I think that there will be exploration and it will be open world as they've told us but i think the focus is going to be the story this time Mm, okay Uh, you know i could i could totally see that um being a focus because i i do think that there were people that were you know disappointed with the story in breath of the wild and uh i i feel like for this game to be its own thing it it needs to yeah move on from being as explorative as breath of the wild was and just like have it have its own identity for it. So I, I feel like what you're saying makes a lot of sense. And I feel like a radical change in the gameplay or like something makes a lot of sense to to get to that, you know, that means as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, they obviously are doing something crazy different. And as much as we love all the elements in Breath of the Wild, and I'm sure we'll see some of them, I just can't imagine them having those same things in this next game because or out a lot of them because like that's just that to me just feels like it's a dlc at that point you're just playing the same game but maybe with a different story so you're right they have to do something totally different and the focus can't be exploration as it was so like i said we'll we'll get a different area different world it just won't be as big yeah uh you know what and i'm gonna double down on my prediction there saying that something is radically different because that that's not really a hard prediction to make i think most people could say that but i'm going to give you some examples of how i think it's going to be radically different so i have i have kind of a twofer prediction here if you'll allow me allison okay um so the first the first prediction so this is an either or it's not going to be both it's either or so i think that the scenario one my prediction is is that there is a dark world or some kind of alternate version of Hyrule. Okay. I've said that before, yeah. but that that makes sense to me to have like a dark world here because it's it's a very Zelda thing to do. Uh, it's a traditional thing that I think a lot of fans would really appreciate. It's a way to reuse the map but get extra mileage out of it because you are, you know, distorting it and, and making it different even though it's the same thing. Um, and this would require and I'm talking a dark world of like everything. Like, everything is in there. And that could be why it's taken so long. Because not only are they, you know, are they updating the Breath of the Wild Hyrule map that we know, but they're also building a separate Dark World Hyrule map to use. I think that that could be really interesting, like, going back and forth in between the Dark World and stuff like that. Like, maybe we see, maybe the Ganon corpse that we saw at the beginning and all that green gunk was what creates portals to the Dark World or not. Um, So I think that this is a very real possibility fair enough fair enough yeah i it my only problem with that is i worry it might be too similar um having everything from hyrule just in a dark world fashion 
So I, I am a little worried about that. But I'm sure that they can make it different enough that it feels. And, you know, it makes me think of... Um, it makes me think of all the teleporting between different worlds, like in Oracle of Ages, A Link Between Worlds, Link to the Past, where you kind of use the teleporting between the two as a puzzle, you know, like a way to solve a puzzle. So I'm sure they can have plenty of that in the vastness that is Hyrule. So I could totally see that. I just don't know if that's something that I hope to see. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping for a whole new, like a Termina kind of deal. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, and, and I don't uh, I don't disagree actually because I I think that the limitations that you just laid out are like totally like feasible and justified. Mm -hmm. I could, I think I could just see that happening before, but I'll present you the the either or scenario that I that I thought, and maybe it's because we just did Oracle of Ages, but my next guess was like maybe instead of warping in between Hyrule and a Dark World. Maybe we're warping between this Hyrule and the Hyrule from 10,000 years ago. And we're going to see the advent of the Sheikah tribe and like Ooh. them creating the Guardians. And like, we're going to see how the Ganicorps got there. And we're going to, we're going to see the whole history behind that happening. And then we're going to go back and or we're going to prevent the Calamity from ever even existing in the first place. Again, I, I feel like that is another instance though, where it's like, that's kind of similar. Like you, the map is kind of similar, you know. 10,000 years isn't going to change where the beach is and where the mountain is and stuff like that. But I, I do think that that could be a cool gimmick if used properly. I actually like that because it kind of plays into my theory of who Ganondorf is in uh, Breath of the World's story. So I, I kind of feel like Ganondorf is the Demon King from 10,000 years prior. I mean, it's kind of obvious to say that, but like he was sealed up and then he released the calamity as far as that's how I understand it. So it'd be interesting because if they do jump back and forth between that 10,000 years ago and whatever, I feel like Ganondorf has the knowledge from 10,000 years ago and that's maybe where he would go if he was unsealed so that he could do things differently. And so that's where you would need to go to defeat him. So that's kind of cool. I like that. Cool. I like that. All right. Well, I took two, so I'll let you, I'll let you go. Okay. So, Oh, shoot. Now I have to think about which one I want to talk about. Um, let's see. I think that uh, this one's kind of easy, actually. I And I feel like everybody's predicted this. But Zelda is going to be a playable character. And she's going to be along for the journey for the entirety of the story. I don't think that she's going to get taken. I don't think that she's going to get sealed up with Ganondorf trying to hold him down or whatever. I think that she's going to be with Link. Like, they're going to take this on side by side. And I think that's so cool because I don't feel like we've had that a lot in the Zelda franchise. Hmm. Okay. Um, I, you know what? I was, I was going to save this, but I'm just going to skip to it now. One of my predictions was I do not think that there's going to be co-op play like that. Oh. Um, I would I would love that actually if you could switch between Zelda and Link. That that would definitely be something radically different for sure. Yeah. Um I just my gut tells me that that isn't going to happen. Uh, and I don't know why because I think you're right. Like I I don't think Zelda's going to get kidnapped in this game. I think she's going to be like uh, a playable or like like some kind of uh driving force of the events of the game. Maybe we could see like uh, to me, like, DLC where you play as Zelda would be more appropriate or something. 
I actually, I hope I'm wrong, because I think that that would be, like, so sick if you could switch between Zelda and Link, like, on the map and stuff. Um, I don't know, my, my gut was telling me that that's just not something that is going to happen. But, man, I hope I'm wrong, because what you just laid out sounds cool. Yeah, I think it would be super awesome, because for once they could be a solid team and be tackling with both, the you know, the challenges with both their strengths. And I could totally see them... You know, separating to like Zelda's like, hey, I got to go over here and look at this that's going on over here in this area. Why don't you go down and handle that problem? We'll meet up back here and then we'll tackle this other thing. It kind of gives me like that Age of Calamity vibes where you're kind of you get to switch between the characters and you're kind of running around doing these different areas. Um, I just it just feels like that's what the point of Link being assigned to Zelda was the entire time was that they were supposed to work together. And of course, that didn't happen in Breath of the Wild. So I can mm. just—I feel like that's what they're, what maybe they're changing, you know. Um, and it would—it'd just be really cool. Maybe, the, ooh, I actually just thought of something that played into another theory of mine. So I'm going to take two right now. All right, take it. I think Zelda will have control of the Sheikah Slate because it was kind of originally hers, like in breath of the wild kind of to begin with that's what she was always had and was always like inspecting and that kind of thing so link doesn't have the powers of the runes i think that his hand is going to have some kind of powers in it and that's going to replace the sheikah slate for breath of the wild too because you see in the trailer he kind of gets attached or attacked by that green light stuff and his hand is glowing i feel like that is going to be Obviously, not just significant for the story, but for the gameplay mechanics as well. Some he's going to be able to do something with that hand. Hmm. I. You know what? I like both of those, actually. Um. So to, going back really quick to the uh, being able to play as Zelda. Um. It, my my gut says no, but I think what you laid out like that that's definitely something radical and definitely something worth like postponing and, and delaying the game for to to implement that. So like. Maybe we, may, you know, maybe my gut is wrong because also that's actually a pretty cool idea how you could have Zelda use like the traditional runes as we know them. And then like maybe like you would almost have like new quote unquote ruins or like <laughs> hand powers or whatever you want to call them <laughs> for Link. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's really exciting, actually. I think that that could be really cool. So I, I actually I hope that I'm wrong because that that sounds like that fits a lot of the bill of, of what I was kind of thinking. So I I hope that that actually comes to pass because, like, I I was thinking about the Sheikah Slate and, like, you know, we've kind of we've kind of been there, done that, and and you know, really explored all of the different runes so far in that, uh, especially in Age of Calamity with all of the um, yeah. like combat options for the runes, particularly with Zelda. Yes. So I I do think that they need to freshen that up a little bit. So replacing that with. Uh, with the old green hand could definitely be something pretty cool. I think. Yeah. That's, and a, good, that's a great one. Al. It's an interesting thought too, because I wonder it's his right hand. If you look at the trailer and I wonder if something's going to happen to the master sword too. So it just makes me think that he's going to have to use whatever kind of power he's given. Maybe it works like items and it's like the magnet glove and you see like a metal ball and he can like raise his hand and <laughs> zoom across mountains, <laughs> which would be really cool. I really like that web, that item in the Oracle games. Um, just so I, I just feel like it could replace, not only replace the Sheikah Slate, but also has like a cool element that maybe you lose the master sword and you have to use this other power. Also, it kind of looks like the hand that's sealing Ganondorf, so maybe that might be like the final sealing 
blow his link uses his hand on Ganondorf. I don't know. Just all these ideas are popping in my head with that. <laughs> mm, I, I like that idea a lot, actually. I, I, I like it a lot. Uh, you're, you're cooking with, uh, with some good spice here, Allison. I like it. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go to my next one here. And, uh, I don't, I don't have uh, an idea of what's going to replace them, but my prediction is that while there will probably be shrines in this game, I don't mm. think that they're going to have near the amount of focus as Breath of the Wild and that there's going to be some kind of replacement for them. And I don't know if that's going to be traditional dungeons. I don't know if that's going to be, uh, I, I don't know, like something else. But I don't think that this game is going to reuse shrines to such an extent as Breath of the Wild because, it, again, it, it needs to carve out its own identity and i think that if you're doing shrines the exact same way that your predecessor did it's it's a little bit harder to do that um of course if we if we go to like the past or we go to an alternate world or something like that that's an opportunity to have like different kinds of shrines there so that makes a little bit more sense but i think that if this game is taking place in like the higher rule that we know it doesn't make sense continuity wise to do like the same shrines again you know what i'm saying yeah i get you totally like i have this on my list as well because if you think about it the divine beasts were kind of like the quote-unquote dungeons of breath of the wild but we don't have to conquer those again um so it makes me wonder like what are they gonna do in order to replace that um and of course like all the shrines all 100 and some odd of them um you know felt like uh you did have several dungeons by the end of the game but like you said you just can't you can't repeat that because you did a hundred and some out of them already you mm -hmm. know what i mean it, if i were given another 120 shrines to do in breath of the wild 2 i'd be so disappointed because i'd just be like i've already done this several times you know what i mean i've already played this game over and over again i don't i don't need this again it's it's good for breath of the wild they need to either do something completely new or revert back to traditional dungeons uh, yeah, you know, you know what could be a decent middle ground or a decent compromise too is if they're if they're going to do shrines, then at least theme them a little bit more because yeah. like as awesome as the shrines are, like they're they're all the same aesthetic, right? Like all I think there is 136 shrines and like all 136 and pretty much the the five divine beasts as well. And I'm including the DLC here look identical. So like yeah. if you're if you absolutely are gonna do shrines again make one make make like 10 of them the fire shrines where it's like a mini fire temple like almost like those rooms in ocarina of time at the end of the game where mm -hmm. you're like going in to do like the little um like the fire room and you get the medallion at the end come to think of it my god those are like proto shrines aren't they those little rooms at the end yeah uh, yeah they and are like the shadow shrines and, and you know what at least theme it and do it that way because that could be uh a little bit more exciting I think. I mean, yeah, I kind of understand that. Like, I guess the elements in the shrines were themed, but they do all just look the same. They Like, the interior. They just all look exactly alike. And that does get boring after 136 plus 4 Divine mm -hmm. Beasts. So, um, I get what you're saying, and I would like more... I, I always like the, the kind of themes, and you get something at the end that matches the theme, just like we've seen in every Zelda game. Like, that's a formula that works. Everybody likes that. But, you know, on top of that... It would be cool, too, to see, like, a return of really wicked boss fights. I feel like Breath of the Wild could, the art style could have yeah. some super killer, like, boss battles that aren't just, you know, the the 
uh, blights. Yeah. Good. Bring back Monk Maskashia. That's my <laughs> prediction for <laughs> Breath of the... No. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I think I think theming them would go a long way. And you know what? Like, since, since we're kind of playing fast and loose with continuity too, imagine a shrine where you, like, walk in and it's like you, you're kind of transported to almost like another dimension or something like that. And it's like a Breath of the Wild fight with like Volvagia or, or Blizzetta or something like that. And like mm-hmm. it, they're these old Zelda bosses, but reimagined for Breath of the Wild. Instead of like this strength of, of test where you got to fight like the 800th guardian of the game. Like let's do something cool like that. This is more of like a wish. I don't actually think that'll happen, but right. that, would be, that would be awesome. <laughs> that's kind of like the cyberpunk idea we had where you like get a disc and you insert it into the shrine and it takes you to a themed dungeon. That'd be kind of cool. Why don't um, we work at Nintendo? <laughs> I mean, Nintendo listens to you on some of your predictions. So obviously yeah. we, we have some pull somewhere. <laughs> um, I, here's my prediction that's kind of bouncing off of the dungeon idea um, or the return of some things. I think that we might ha- see some new enemies to Breath of the Wild, but old enemies to the Fran- Zelda franchise. Because I feel like Breath of the Wild could do these enemies so much good. Like, Redeads, um, Pose, Solfos, those, like, big, imposing, creepy enemies. Oh, my God. I'm just thinking of a Redead from Breath of the Wild, too. Just it, If Ganondorf, like, all dehydrated like that, looks all creepy, he looks creepy. Yeah. Can you just imagine the Redeads? <laughs> or the Giddos, like oh, I that I was literally love it. my next prediction. Yes, and almost verbatim. There will be new <laughs> enemies, um, like Redeads and like likes and Pose, like new like-likes. old enemies. Yeah, I like-likes I I think cool. that it's got to happen, right? Because like the the amount of enemies is like very 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 small. Like there's Moblins, there's Bokoblins, there's Stalfos, um, Stalfos, there's. Uh, like i mean there there's a there's a few but like there's not really that much and i feel like playing age of calamity really brought that into perspective because it's like man i'm fighting another uh hinox here or another lionel and like those are awesome don't get me wrong but yeah i think that um there's a lot of like really cool zelda enemies that you can pull from and i think that they redeads really seem to be one that uh was an obvious one that they left out yeah, they they also um they just didn't have a very creepy kind of theme at anywhere in Breath of the Wild, at least that, not to my knowledge. They didn't have like a a significant graveyard level, which is mm-hmm. always my favorite. So, I I I want to see that in Breath of the Wild 2, and I do feel like the elements in Breath of the Wild 2 will be creepy considering the trailer we saw. It is very eerie and yeah. just dark and creepy looking so i'm hoping that they do have a focus on that and that will get the the pose i can just imagine pose would be super cool too and um also like the iron knuckles or the dark nuts those those guys are so imposing and giant and massive and scary and they would have been awesome in age of calamity you know but we didn't have them in breath of the wild so if yeah uh like there's so many enemies that they that they could have pulled from, and I and I think that they'll hopefully create some new enemies as well. Yeah. Because I'm like, other than the blights, was there new enemies that really Breath of the Wild created? Like I know that they obviously redesigned a bunch of old enemies, but 
I can't I think of anything really that was... There wasn't really a talus. I think taluses were new, weren't they? I can't imagine. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you're you're right. Which is, you know, fine. Uh, there's been kind of rock-themed monsters before in Zelda. But, so, yeah, you're right. They don't have very many new things. And they only use a minimum of the old things. So it would be cool to see them have, like, a healthy mix of new and old. Yeah, I I agree. And I think that that... You know, I actually think that that might be something that's coming to Age of Calamity as well. with Because uh, I, I think that there's... So the highest rank of enemy in Age of Calamity right now is silver. And I think there's going to be gold enemies in the DLC, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, for sure, for sure. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe we will see some new enemies in that game. And I think if they're showing up in Age of Calamity, they're definitely going to show up in Breath of the Wild too. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, is, is it my prediction here? Yes, year go, my dude. All right, so this isn't reaching for the stars here by any means. Uh, this is kind of low-hanging fruit. But my next prediction... I think that the subtitle for this game either has the word breath or the word wild in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so like uh, breath of the the evil or like uh, evil of the wild or something like that. God, I hope it's not evil of the wild, but you, you know what I mean. Something yeah. that plays off of breath of the wild. I get you. Um, I am terrible at trying to guess names or anything. I'm not that creative. So, but if you think about it, like, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask did not play off of each other as far as titles go. And, but if you think about other sequels, like A Link to the Past and A Link Between Worlds, they do kind of play off of each other. So I don't really have a point there. Um, <laughs> um, I, I'd be okay if they played off each other, but I, I'm more hoping that they have something totally different because, like I said, I like Breath of the Wild, and I think it's a solid game with for what it is, and it has its own identity, and I kind of want Breath of the Wild 2 to have its own identity too. I don't really want it to grasp too much from Breath of the Wild. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, actually. I, 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 I'm making this prediction. I think that it might happen but i wouldn't want it to i think that that would be i don't know like not lame but like yeah it just this game should have its own identity especially because everybody's been calling it breath of the wild 2 for like the last two years so like yeah <laughs> i feel like it does need to you know move on from that and and hopefully it will forge its own path but i, I mean i could totally totally see that happening i actually uh one of my coworkers who I convinced to play Breath of the Wild after like a year, who loved it, by the way, was like looking for Breath of the Wild 2 news and she comes up to me all excited. She's like, I found out when Breath of the Wild 2 is releasing and what it's called. It's going to be called uh, Legend of Zelda, uh, a link to the something or like a, a breath to the, a link to the wild or a breath to the past. Or it was like some kind of mashup of a link to the past and breath of the wild and it was like obviously not true at all <laughs> and like she was all proud that she found this and i was like well Aww. i hate to break it to you but um i think you're gonna be disappointed pal oh my it was gosh. also it was supposed to come out in summer 2021 as well oh i get people at my work doing that to me all the time too they come up to me and they're like oh this zelda new especially with the zelda uh tv show on netflix i get that a lot and then Ugh. I'm like, oh, it's not real. I'm sorry to say. Well, it, they just came out with no that came that news came out in 2015. <laughs> and I, I like they always feel like they they're also proud that they found this news and so excited to bring it to me. And I hate like I hate bursting their bubble. It kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, my my coworker didn't believe me. She's like, no, you're you're definitely wrong. This is on the <laughs> internet. It's published. 
And that's it's just like, okay, well, I can't wait to buy it in July. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, all right, Al, I think you're up. Okay, um, this is a um, this is a prediction that I've said before when we were talking about it uh, back in I don't know December or something. I don't think that Breath of the Wild two is gonna connect Age of Calamity whatsoever. Oh, I, you, th- that was my next prediction. <laughs> That's what you get for giving me my turn. Um, <laughs> I I. And I I think your prediction is that it will, but I don't think it will, and I don't want it to. I think that Age of Calamity is going to be its own bubble, and I'm okay with that. Like, as we've talked about, there were things, there were elements in Age of Calamity that I didn't like, but I still really enjoyed what they gave us, even though it wasn't anything that I wanted. Um, and, and I think the way I'll continue to enjoy it is if it's its own entity, its own name, its own thing. We kind of got this branch off alternate universe where the champion survived and everything is hunky dory. We get a little Terrico and that's great. Um, but I don't want it to connect to Breath of the Wild 2 at all. You and took the words out of my mouth. I My next prediction was the events of Age of Calamity will not inform the events of Breath of the Wild 2 at all. Really? I, I thought think... you I thought you would think so. Well, I wanted them to. Yeah. Like, uh, like I, wa- I think we both wanted them to. We wanted the this game to kind of fill in the gaps between uh, Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild Two. But I think that it's it's obvious after playing Age of Calamity that they took a different direction. Like everybody survived, everybody's okay. The calamity never happened, and I, like I just I don't see a way that these two like worlds can coexist unless maybe. Instead of a dark world and instead of the past, you're flip-flopping between, you know, the the Breath of the Wild world that we know in this alternate Age of Calamity universe that was created. But I don't think so. I don't think that that's the case. Um, I Yeah, I, I think that Age of Calamity is going to be its own thing. It's going to have DLC that comes out and it's not really going to affect anything. So I think that anybody hoping for the DLC to tie into Breath of the Wild is going to be disappointed. And that's... That's probably okay. You know, we talked about really liking the story of Age of Calamity, and I did really like the story of Age of Calamity, but, you know, it, it goes against everything that happened in Breath of the Wild. It probably is going to go against everything that happens in Breath of the Wild 2. So, at, at that point, like, let's just leave it be and, and have it be its own thing. And I think that it will. And, I, and I'm not suggesting that there might not be little winks and nods. Like, maybe maybe you'll find, like, a little Terrico somewhere or something like that, or like a mini yeah. guardian. And, and that can be um, at least acknowledging age of calamity. But like, I don't think we're going to see Aster. I don't think we're going to see Suga. I don't, you know, like I, I don't think any of the events that happen in that game are going to really affect what happens in breath of the wild Two, which is like too bad because I really wanted them to, but you know, also I just, I don't see a way around it now after the events of age of calamity, how this game really could connect to anything else yeah especially if you consider the fact that it's portraying age of calamity is portraying that zelda and link didn't have to undergo something that sustained them for a hundred years so if breath of the wild 2 is a sequel to breath of the wild they wouldn't be and age of calamity had anything to do with that story they wouldn't be looking as good as they do so (laughs) they'd be looking like a hundred year old hylians at that point um (laughs) so so yeah, there's that. 
Um, what what's your next prediction then? Well, so my next prediction is that despite everything that we just said, that the events of Age of Calamity will not inform the events of Breath of the Wild 2 at all, I predict that we have not seen the last of the champions. Uh, I think that Mifa, Daruk, Urbosa, Rivali, I think they're coming back. Um, I think that there is a lot of equity built up in these characters, too much to let them go to waste. I don't think that they're going to come back and like the, the versions of them that survived in Age of Calamity are going to come back in this game. I think that maybe we'll see them in flashbacks or there will be some kind of like time travel involved where they're alive and they haven't died yet. Um, so I could totally see them coming back, but not the version of them in Age of Calamity. That's fair. I, I kind of wonder... Um... Do you think that they passed on by the end of Breath of the Wild? Because it kind of seems like they did. But I, I almost wonder if, like, maybe they could come back in a in a spiritual kind of form, you know, to help um, guide Link and Zelda on their journey or help guide the new champions with with assisting Link and Zelda as they, um, as, like, helping them with their duties and how they should go about those or something. I kind of wonder... If there is no time travel element, if that will be the case, but it did kind of feel like they were finally like set to rest at the end of Breath of the Wild, so we'll have to see. It it did kind of feel like they were set to rest for sure, but I don't know. I I just I see them coming back. Like I just don't see the game completely moving on from them, especially after Age of Calamity. Um, see, I I don't know. I could I could see that. I think that obviously the um, like the new champions will play a role in this game. And I think that Age of Calamity really did a good job of building up the new champions as like their own characters and mm-hmm. like they're they're not just like the the replacement champions that are viewed as lesser than champions. Like I think that now the new champions are like you know, on, on the same footing or at least like somewhat equal to them because you can play as them and identify as them in Age of Calamity. So I think that game did a really good job building up the new champions. I think that they'll play a certain role in the game. I don't know how big that role will be but i think that they'll definitely be there um but yeah i I think that uh i don't know my gut tells me that we haven't seen the last of the of the four champions even if it's like something as nominal as like you you scan your amiibo and i don't know you get a flashback or something right like uh, i i could totally see them showing up in some form or fashion that's fair enough. And I think what you said about the maybe a memory is probably the most logical of the like the logical of the choices there. Just because Link and Zelda do have a lot of memories of them from the past that we ha- we probably haven't seen. And of course, I'm always down to see those connections that they make. Um, even though we got to see some of them in Age of Calamity, I still feel like there's there's still a disconnect for me. Um, I, so I feel like we could see something, maybe, maybe Zelda's looking at Riju and she, in something Riju does reminds her of a Urbosa and triggers a memory or something. I can totally right. see that happening. So, yeah. Um, let's see. My next prediction is also something I've, I've talked about and is low hanging fruit and kind of an easy grasp is underwater content. <laughs> <laughs> there yes. has to be some kind of underwater dungeon or shrines. Oh, you could have so many shrines underwater that we missed out on on land in Breath of the Wild. Um, 
maybe Link's new powers with his hands help him swim really well. I don't know. But it would be really cool because you have all these Zora and stuff, and they don't just live on land. I'm sure they have some kind of underwater uh, place that they go to. And maybe Sidon is like, hey, we've got some stuff going on over here in the ocean. Let me take you down there or something. And I just feel like it's something that was so, like, it wasn't, like, a huge miss. It's not, like... I was really angry that they left it out, but it just seems so odd for a video game in general not to have some kind of underwater content or some kind of swimming or, you know what I mean? It's just, it was yeah, missing yeah. and and now they've had time to perfect it because it looked like they were working on it before and it's going to be there. Yeah, it really does feel like something that um, they were really close to implementing in Breath of the Wild and like for whatever reason it just didn't happen um so yeah mm -hmm. I, I could i could totally actually that's that's a pretty i think safe prediction that there's going to be some underwater content like man if if the uh, if the off-screen underwater stuff in breath of the wild looked that good there was all that coral and reefs and stuff like that if it looked that good yeah. like it, it doesn't take much to push that over the finish line and say like okay like we're we're exploring underwater, even if it was something as like easy as just like underwater boots that let you walk and like you didn't necessarily swim, kind of like back in Ocarina of Time. I think that would be like totally fine. I'd be totally fine with that. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's yeah, that's probably a safe one. And you know what? It, it also kind of solidified this feeling for me playing Age of uh, Age. Uh, Oracle of Ages, um, kind of with Oracle of Seasons, but Oracle of Ages definitely had way more underwater content, had this yeah. whole Zora village underwater, and if a game on the, you know, if that kind of game from all those years ago, 20 years ago, can have that much content and look that good, there's no, they shouldn't have that much of a problem doing it in Breath of the Wild, I don't think. Yeah, um, I agree. All right, I've only got two more here, Allison, so I'm going to... I'm going to fire my first one off here. This is kind of, I don't know if this is more of, of a prediction or just like something I want, but I'm just, I'm going to go ahead and just say, I'm, I'm going to make a bold prediction here, but <laughs> by God, I think we're going to see some of the old lesser known Zelda races show up in this game. I'm talking the Magma. I'm talking the Inuki. I'm talking, maybe not the Minish, but uh, maybe the Minish, who knows? I think that there is no reason not to have them. And you don't need a ton of them. They don't need to be as, like, prolific as the Gorons or the Zora or the Koroks or Gerudo or whatever. But, like, you know, there's no reason that there can't be a little settlement of Anuki up in Hebra. Or, like, it, there's no reason that there can't be uh, a little minish place. Even if you don't interact with them, you could just see, like, the little houses or whatever. There's no reason that you can't see that over in the forest, over in, like, uh, Lanayra or something like that. Like, there... They, it would be so satisfying to see these other races come back. And I think, like, you know, I, I think that they do need some different, like, races in this game. Again, to make it stand out a little bit from Breath of the Wild. Because, you know, we've seen the Koroks. We've seen all of the races that were in that game. Why not have some of these other guys come back for the first time in a long time? To me, Breath of the Wild really seemed to be, like, a celebration of everything that had come before. And, like, they were just kind of, like... I don't care if the if the Zoras evolved into Rito. Like, who cares? Like, let's just get them all in the same game. And I hope that they kind of keep that attitude with this one. And it's like, this doesn't have to make sense. Like, why the Minish and the and the Zoras live in the same world? Like, who cares? 
And and I hope that they do that. And I think that there is a chance that they might. This is probably more just like wishful thinking, but uh, by God, I want it to. I want it to be so. Yeah, I agree with you. And maybe with your idea that they go ten thousand years in the past, this could just be so easy because they could have like the magmas or something, or you know the Anuki around, or some of those really like ancient, ancient. Uh, you know, races that we haven't seen in a really long time. Those could pop up so easily when you just jump years like that. That's that's a lot of time and a lot of evolution that you're backtracking. So <laughs> um, yeah. I could totally see that with your idea there. Um, and then when you were talking about the Minish, and every time we talk about the Minish in uh, Breath of the Wild, I just think of them in that massive Hyrule, just like living their little lives. And it, to them, it's just giant, you know. To us, it's pretty big already, but to them, it's just like a huge, ginormous world. And I, I'd love to see them. And it would be kind of cool to see Link and Zelda shrink in uh, Breath of the Wild, uh, like kind of animation oh, style. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. That'd be so good. So, I, I'm pretty sure, like, I just like to think that the Minish are around. We just can't see them. So they're around in every game. <laughs> we just can't see them at all. So, yeah, I would agree that it would be cool to see something come back or maybe go back in time and see them there or maybe even reintroduce a new race. I don't know. It would be it would be cool. They just like like we've been saying this whole show, like they have so many good solid things for Breath of the Wild. It's time for them to like introduce some new stuff. You can't just have the same enemies. You can't just have the same races. You can't just have the same shrines. You have to like introduce other things. So right, and I, I'm 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 pretty sure that they will. Right. Um, I don't have any more predictions left, but I have a few hopes. So I'll talk about one of those. Um, this came about once again from playing the Oracle games. I'm really glad we played the Oracle games because it just gave me a lot of extra stuff to think about with Zelda. Um, I think we are missing a trading sequence in Breath of the Wild. We oh, need, like, yeah. a huge, massive, ginormous trading sequence with, like, 50 different oh. trades in Breath of the Wild 2. How a, cool. What a great idea, Allison. <laughs> I just remember... Though I didn't really do the one in seasons because I was skipping, uh, if there was one, I was skipping a lot of the side content to do the dungeons. But in ages, I loved it. It was so much fun. And it was such oddball items, too, like a bag of poo. Okay? So, like, yeah, I just. That, that's think... not that odd. You literally get that in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> that's true. You do. But, like, you do, you, there, there's always the collectathons. I love those, and I will do those till the day I die. I don't care if there's 900. Korok poops you have to collect but the trading sequence was very missed I didn't even think about it until playing the Oracle games and I was like you know we didn't even have that in Breath of the Wild and there was such a good opportunity to because there are so many NPCs that you could talk to and mm -hmm. learn about them and it would it would in like it would make you feel like you have to talk to everybody and there would be more people to get to know and then you would be like oh this person is looking for this thing that's just amazing why didn't they do that yeah, that's a great idea, and and I think that... So my initial thought is, like, to me, the trading sequence is, is like, kind of replaced by just, like, everyday side quests when you're talking to characters and stuff like that, because it's, yeah. it's kind of the same, but not exactly. I think that they should get, like, a, a trading sequence, but, like, just make it ginormous. Like, make yeah, it, like, huge. 50 people, 
long. Yeah. Like, I'd and then you it. get, like, an actual, like, awesome reward at the end. Uh, that would be cool. And you know what would be really cool if, uh, actually, this might not be cool for everybody, but, like, imagine if you, if you had to do the trading sequence, but, like, you weren't able to warp. Like, you know when Ocarina of Time, when you get the medicine and you have to run to, uh, the Hag's, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. shack or whatever? Like, if you couldn't warp and, like, you have to, uh, you got like 10 minutes to get from Hebra to, uh, Central Hyrule, and it's like, oh, I better haul butt to make this. I, I think that that could be, be kind of cool. cool, and, like, it gives you an excuse to, like, see parts of Hyrule that maybe you necessarily wouldn't have gone to. Yeah, I, yep. I love that. I think that that's cool. Yeah. Um, okay, I have one more prediction. I think that this is low-hanging fruit as well, but I think that Breath of the Wild 2 is going to steal something from Age of Calamity and allow you to forge weapons. And maybe, okay. I, I think that it, maybe it'll work almost like cooking in a sense, where like you can take this weapon and that weapon and this ingredient or whatever, and you can take him to a blacksmith and he's going to forge you like a, a super duper claymore or something like that. And, you know, maybe, maybe there's going to be one ultimate weapon that's like unbreakable and you can do this and you can get it after like a big long trading sequence or something like that maybe your reward for the trading sequence is like gold dust which makes your weapon unbreakable or something like that right like ooh, that'd um, be cool yeah i i think that i think that that's gonna come to breath of the wild and i think that it will be more manageable and and actually while i'm talking about this for cooking as well i think that there will be a recipe book that you can like keep track of like which recipes work and which don't and yeah and, like how you get stuff but like i think that there will be something to keep track of like your weapon forging as well. That that seems like a natural evolution to me. Um, and maybe something that uh, some people may have thought was a little bit too RPG-ish, but I, I, I think that that feels pretty pretty natural to me to uh, to take that next step in Breath of the Wild 2. I, I love that, the feel of RPG, and I think that now that Zelda is in the uh, open world kind of, uh, genre of gaming that they could introduce those RPG elements and that would because one of their things about Breath of the Wild is like you you can't uh, not can't but you might not play this game the same way another player will play so that would be another way to introduce that and make people think differently than you know kind of holding their hand and making it a linear game is introducing some of those RPG elements like making your own weapons or um, enhancing skills of yours different from other skills that you might not care so much about. So I think that would be really cool to introduce those things. And I definitely think you're right that the weapon, uh, there's going to be a way to kind of enhance your weapons so that they last longer or something. Yeah. And, and I'm not suggesting that they go like, like full Skyrim here. Like I, I don't right. think that you need to, um, like customize your outfits and, and all that stuff. And like each, each individual thing has like its own property. I, I think that it can be weapon forging can be very simple. Like I think that in um, Age of Calamity, it was it was too simple, and they had like all the seals. And I think that I, I think that it kind of actually sucked in Age of Calamity. But like <laughs> I think that you can take that idea where like you take a rusty halberd and you you know you mix it with some chew jelly and you mix it with this insect and like now all of a sudden you've got this like really awesome halberd or something like that. Or you can you know. Eat, just something simple like that. And I, yeah. I think that it's likely, and I think that it would, you know, I, I think that it would go a long way into just making um, the weapon system a little bit more 
bearable for people. Because I, I think that the weapon system is basically going to stay as it is. Like, I, I think that weapons are going to break, and uh, people will probably be upset at that, but also, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, yeah. I have one last hope for Breath of the Wild 2, and I feel like a lot of people have this kind of hope. And I've talked about it before as well, but one of the things I love in the sequel... Um, of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask is that you get to know the the NPCs so well and you get to follow them and you have like an emotional connection to them. I don't feel that in Breath of the Wild. You know, I, I talk to them once and maybe help them with a simple side quest. I go get them a chicken egg or whatever. And it's not, it doesn't feel very, there, there's um, a disconnect. Like I said, with the champions, you just, you just kind of feel like you help somebody and you're on your, on your way. I would like, my hope is that you have more substantial side quests with the NPCs and you get to know them a little bit more. I'm thinking if we do have another area or world that is smaller, that would be easier to accomplish. And you get to do these like really intricate, in-depth story side quests instead of just like a simple fetch quest. So while it was cool to have so many side quests in Breath of the Wild, they just still felt kind of empty and blah to me. I'd rather have less and have them feel more, like, have more feeling in them that I connect more with than have a bigger quantity. Totally. Uh, Totally. Less is more when it comes to side quests a lot of the times. Like, um, fetch quests, for lack of a better term, can be rewarding because you can get some quick rewards from them. But, like, the ones that you remember in Zelda are like the, uh, you know, like the sun, or like the couple mask and, and like, Mm -hmm. the... um, the letter from the wind waker with the, with the moblin and stuff, stuff like where you remember the characters and stuff like that. Like, yeah, nobody, you know, I, I don't think that a lot of people remember a whole lot of the side quests in breath of the wild. And that's cause they're very simple, very to the point. Um, I, I totally agree. I think that less is more in terms of side quests, make them more intricate and more fleshed out. And I think that that would go a long way to, uh, not only improving the side quests, but just improving the experience with the player playing them. So, yeah, yes, I agree with you. Exactly. That was all it. Right, well, that I, was my last one. That's it. That's all I got too. Sweet. Well, uh, I, maybe we should maybe we should just rein it in here because uh, we're it's about that time. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I think that if Nintendo takes some of these predictions, we could have a uh, a pretty badass Breath of the Wild two game here that hopefully we see in March of twenty twenty two. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm I'm eager to even just see news about it soon. Like I don't need the game physically, but I'm definitely looking forward to the that. I, I get really hype in those moments, so I I like it. I'm excited to hear more news. I by God, I I think that we're gonna have a Zelda direct here in the next couple months. I really do. I'm I'm planting my flag on that prediction. So <laughs> I think it's gonna happen because. Man, we got to see more of Age of Calamity. We got to see more of Skyward Sword. We got to see more of Breath of the Wild Two. That's three big things. That's a Zelda Direct right there. Yes. So I, agree. I think it. I think it could happen. Um, well, my prediction is that everyone listening to this episode had a good time, and uh, and I want to hear what you guys think about our predictions and what you think Breath of the Wild Two is going to look like, and uh, what what you agree with and what you disagree with. Let us know over on Facebook, Discord, and especially Twitter. Uh, we're going to get out of here. That is it for this week. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, like I mentioned, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha. And, of course, subscribe 
wherever you get your podcasts, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, Podbean. Uh, give us a five-star review if you feel that we have earned it. We're going to be back next week talking about musical March Madness. There might even be a Money in the Bank cash-in at the end. I'm not sure. Rumor has it there might be, though. Um, but we'll save that for next week. Until then, everybody, thank you for listening, and take care.